Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. Welcome to this Sunday edition of Heritage Bible Radio, where we've spent the second to last week in our study of the book of Revelation. Pastor Jim opened up the last chapter to the first nine verses this week, where we get a glimpse of the New Jerusalem and the river of life that emanates from it. Now, my challenge to you all week was to try to imagine what the last two chapters of Revelation describe, a place where there is no more sin, no more struggle against evil, sickness, hunger, and death. No more protecting ourselves from those who would harm or steal from us. I admit, I can't imagine it. And I think it's because, like the fish in water, we have no capacity to fathom such an existence because life within the devastating impacts of sin is all we know. Here is the last segment of the message in which Pastor Jim will compare some alternative non-Christian religious views that differ from what God reveals in Scripture about the final state of things. Here is the last slice of the message entitled, A River Runs From It. You ever heard of the Unification Church, Sun Myung Moon from South Korea? He humbly says he is the second coming of Christ that he is superior to Jesus, and the members of his church say that Jesus bows down to them. Now, I want them to repent. But if they don't, I'm not sure I can restrain my applause at the great white throne when I see what's going to happen to someone who would say they're worshiping God and believe something like that. The Muslims say that Jesus was only a prophet, not God. And they say that those who blow themselves up in order to kill so-called infidels like us, that those who do that get a free pass to heaven where they will enjoy sex with 72 virgins whose virginity will be restored after each encounter. Go figure that one out. There's a little emphasis on the guys in that one too. I studied Buddhists and Hindus. They are in a spiritual zip code all their own. <laughs> Speaking of strange, I studied Scientology. They're the ones that say, you need to get free of your engrams. It's not your grandmother. Those are your negative thoughts so that you can realize your full potential. Christian science, you've heard about that one. Just like grape nuts, neither grapes nor nuts, neither Christians nor scientists. Mary Baker Eddy says that sin, disease, and death are not real. Man, heaven's going to be a shock for them. When they find out that we've been set free from sin, disease, and death, how ridiculous. Roman Catholics, they say they are Christianity in the world. They tell you that you will almost certainly need to spend a very long time in a place called purgatory, never mentioned in the Bible, but they infer it from some books that they add to the Bible. There you will be working off your spiritual demerits. 
and they claim to preach salvation by grace. They don't. It starts there, and then they add works. And if you add works to grace, you know what you have? You don't have grace. You have the lake of fire. Do you know when people want to talk about Roman Catholics and evangelicals getting together, we're going to get after, have to get over a little hurdle. The Catholic Church says that our doctrine of the gospel and their doctrine of the gospel are mutually exclusive and contradictory, and they're right. They are not the same gospel. They're not. They're not heeding the words of the prophecy of this book. And because of who I was writing for, I looked at the Russian Orthodox Church. And I've been in some Russian Orthodox churches. There's no pews. You never come in and sit down. You always come in and stand up. And if they're having a service, you kind of stand around the little dais where the priest in all of his, dressed up in all of his holy hardware will come out and uh, rather pompously claim to speak directly for Christ, not pointing you to the Word, but telling you what the church says through him. And you can go around, you can come into churches anytime, they're open 24 hours a day, and you can go to all of the idols, which they have renamed icons, and when you bow down before this picture or this golden wall or whatever it is, and you light your candles, they say that that's how you worship Christ, when it's actually idolatry in the name of Christianity. Look. People worship. People are driven by a need to worship. Why? Because there is what Descartes called a, uh, I think it was Descartes, called a, a God-shaped vacuum. I don't think it was Descartes. A God-shaped vacuum in every life because we were created to have fellowship with God. And we know we don't have that fellowship because we know that we are sinners and you are either going to accept God's provision or you're going to accept a lie because those are the only two chances you could take every religious book in the world, all the dozens of them I referred to all week long, you can put them in one pile over here, you can put your Bible over here, and you can say, those are the two systems. Say, wait a minute, they don't agree with each other. No, they don't. They are all uh, different ways of saying the same lie. It's either the religion of God's accomplishment by grace or the religion of human effort. When you come to the end of this book, are you going to eat the tree of life? Are you going to enjoy the fruit of the tree of life? And are you going to see the leaves of the tree of life bring healing to all the nations? Are you going to heed the words of the prophecy of this book? And are you going to worship God? Do you truly worship the true God? What does worship mean? It comes from an old English word that means worth-ship. It means that you ascribe worth to someone. It means you bow down. That's why the angel freaked out when John bowed down to worship him. It means when you bow down, you're symbolically saying, I am loyal to you. I am submissive to you because you are greater than me. So do you worship God? When you come here for corporate worship, do you come here to open your heart and to open your soul to God? Do you sing praise to Him because you are worthy, or do you 
do like we do in the car. Oh, I don't like that song. I'm going to push the other button. I'm going to skip that one. We're so entertainment-oriented. Do you come here with a whole different mindset to sing praise to God because He's worthy, or are you passing judgment on whether you like it or not? You come here to see friends, or do you come here to exalt God with other members of His beloved, blood-bought family? See, that's what you're supposed to get to. Worship God. So, in the new heaven and new earth, there's going to be the new Jerusalem. In the new Jerusalem, there's going to be the river of the water of life. Along the river of the water of life is going to be the tree of life. And it'll yield its fruit different fruit every month, all through all of the seasons, whatever the seasons are going to be, and there will be the healing of the nations. And you know what? You have a taste of it now. You have, if you belong to Jesus Christ, eternal life. You don't have it for eternity because you don't yet enter the realm of existence with your resurrected body that you will one day have. But listen to this description of you and me if we are true believers in Christ. Jesus said this. It's John 7. We're going to get there in the Gospel of John, but I'm going to steal the thunder now. It says, now on the last day, the great day of the feast, it was the Jewish feast of lights, Jesus stood and cried out and said, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the Scripture said, from his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke of the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive, for the Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Listen, if you're heeding the prophecy of this book, heeding the words of the prophecy of this book, then you are right now a little example of that river of the water of life that will flow because by you, through you, can come the message of eternal life. If that isn't something for which to give thanks every day, if that isn't something for which to praise God, if that isn't good news to share, I don't know what is. Let's pray. Our Father, thank you for this life. You now call it abundant life. You call it eternal life. You call it being born again. You call it rivers of living water that flow through us by the work of your Spirit. And one day we will be with you. Oh, for that we praise you. While we do live in this sin-cursed world and there's so much pain, there are so many tears, there is crying, there is death, there is sickness. Teach us to heed the words of the prophecy of this book by knowing that these things are in light of eternity, but passing shadows. They are, by comparison, light, momentary afflictions, even these things that take us down for the count. So, Father, thank you for the words of the prophecy of this book and the hope that they bring. May we live in light of that hope. May we speak the joy of that hope to everyone around us who needs it. And, oh God, please, I ask you, don't let anyone leave from this place without absolute certainty of their relationship with you by the finished work of your Son, Jesus Christ. 
in whose hope we stand, by whose grace we have life, and in whose name we pray. Amen. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.